Hello and welcome to Let That Shit Grow podcast. My name is Brooke. I am your host and we are going to talk all things spiritual. So let's get into it. Hello, hello. I am so excited to finally get a first episode out there. It's crazy how you can come up with so many things in your own head, but to actually put it out there is like the most empowering thing ever. I still have some fears, but I know deep down in my soul and in my gut that the word of mouth of me just letting others know basically that you're not going crazy if you're having a spiritual awakening and you're not going crazy if you don't think traditionally. I have found, especially this past year of 2022, I guess, to be more particular on what year, but um, there have been so many people that have came in and out of my life, and a few of them really just feel lost or like people are going to judge them for not thinking traditionally or thinking, you know, the way that we're brought up, especially in a small community. I live in a very small town in the Midwest. And, you know, this is just my opinion. And this is just my outlook on it. I love the town I live in. There's so many pros to living in this community. I can go on and on for days of why this town is amazing to live in. But everything has pros and cons, right? Not everything is perfect. And one of those things with living in a small town that's not so perfect is traditional values, the way you think, the way you live, uh, hobbies, interests, and stuff. A lot of people are still pretty close-minded. And it's surprising still to know that that's a problem. You would think in today's world, with everything that's happened and going on, that people would be more open to, or I guess just more aware that maybe your thoughts aren't the only thoughts that really exist, or maybe your beliefs are not really the only beliefs that should exist. And I think if everyone could just get to a point in their life where they can just say, you know, this is what I believe, or this is how I feel, but I know that this, I mean, realistically, cannot maybe be the only way to think or feel. Like, remove your ego out of it for a minute and just take a seat and sit back and think about that. Like, how can you really think that that is the only way of being? It's just, it's not realistic, right? So I've really had this own, my own mental battle with this thought of openness and being your authentic self and how scary that can be. And why am I so fearful of that? Like, where did this come from? Like, where did the fear of me being me come from? And I know there's no, I know there's thousands of other people, especially in my small community that feel the same way. And that's why I feel like what better way to start this podcast than just putting it out there. This is Brooke. This is me. And you may not like me, and that's totally okay. And you may not agree with anything I'm going to say on here, and that's okay, you guys. You don't have to follow this podcast. Move along, right? You know, that that's the thing. That's the beauty of this. Is this has made 
with the intention of connecting with others who are like-minded like me. And we're going to help each other along the way. I'm going to help you. You guys are going to help me. We're going to grow together. So let's let this shit grow, people. So let's start off with me for an example, okay? So I really dove deep inside myself the last few years. I'm a stay-at-home mom. And when you're staring at the same walls day in, day out, you literally feel like you're going crazy. And then to throw the pandemic on top of that, you really start to feel like you're going crazy. And then you're just like taking care of these little human beings that you can't even have a conversation with. So now you're freaking crazy. You're having these adult conversations in your head and you're trying to like figure out, is this even like a a real conversation I'm having right now? Are these my real thoughts? Like what is going on? But I really dove deep. I really took the time to connect with others through podcasts. I started listening to that. I never thought I could get into a podcast. My husband, Alex, loves podcasts. So you tell me all the time. It's, it's, you know, it's the new thing. Everyone, you know, can find whatever they're looking for through a podcast. And I'm just, I would rather listen to music and like get in my head in my zone and like, jam out but he was always into podcasts I'm like I don't know how you enjoy sitting back and listening to people talk like it's I don't know I just I didn't get it so I gave it a chance I realized like wow he was right there's so many podcasts out there anything you want to hear or find you can find it and so I started with my my interests right that's what a lot of people do when they search for a podcast and I would search like spiritual journeys um I'm really into like psychic mediums and all that, all that fun stuff. And I would like look up stuff like that. I came across this one podcast, Wake Up With Wesley. If you have not listened to her podcast, I highly suggest you do it because if you can connect with this podcast, you can definitely, definitely connect with hers. And so I started there and it really hit me like, dang, like we are deep individuals. Like if we really dive deep within ourselves, there's so much there that we have not even opened. And if we have opened it, it was when we were a child and we were told to stop acting like that or stop being like that. That's not appropriate behavior and we shut it off. And so as I was listening to these podcasts and stuff, I started doing meditations and I would find that I thought the best place to start with finding who I was because as a mom, I really lost myself. I'm like, who? I don't even know who Brooke is. I don't even know who this person is anymore. And it gave me a lot of depression. And I really just felt lost. So what could it hurt, right, to just dive deep within? So I did. And I would do meditations for my inner child and shadow work. And I found that my authentic self was gone a long time ago. I realized that if I went back far enough as a child, I never really felt accepted for who I am. I lived in a different smaller, a small community, a little bit larger than the one I live in now. And I am one of very many siblings, but I was one of the oldest. So I took on a lot of responsibility, but I was, I remember myself being quiet 
in public around others I did not know well. But yeah, if I was around family and friends, I was a performer, a dancer. My cousin, sister, and I would like go in our rooms and make up these dances and then come out and perform for our family. And I would feel like a freaking rock star. And I would get to school and I would be a shell of a person, you guys. I would be the one like hiding out in a corner with like no friends. Like I was the weird one. I was an outcast. People who know me now are like, what? You were an outcast? Yes, I was the outcast. I was the loser, you guys. I was a freaking loser. And the only reason why I was a loser is because I cared about what other people thought. I was scared to even talk to other kids my age at school because I was scared they wouldn't like me. And I would start off with that in my head, like, well, they're probably just not going to like me. So I would just already put it out there that they weren't. So I just, that's how it was. Um, I would maybe have like one best friend at a time. I would have one really good best friend. And most of the time, um, for the longest time, it was one person in particular who we grew up together. Uh, we're still friends to this day, but she had to switch schools in fourth grade. I think it was like third or fourth grade. Um, and when she left, I remember thinking, this is it. Like, now you're really a big old loser because you can't make friends. She had friends. She wasn't an outcast, but like I was, she was my only best friend. So I remember in fourth grade, we were waiting in line for lunch and there was this girl in front of me in my class who was always super nice, um, but she was a basketball player. You know, she was more in the in crowd. And I remember asking her because I was scared. I realized that day that I had nobody to sit with at lunch. And the thought of like sitting alone just made me want to cry. And I was like, I got to figure this out before I get in the situation. Like I was mentally preparing to sit by myself, like, and how sad that would be. And I didn't want to be in that situation. So I knew I had to hurry up and figure something out before it got to that point. And the first person I thought of was the person right in front of me. Nice girl. Surely she'll let me sit with her, right? So I remember tapping on her shoulder and whispering to her because we weren't supposed to talk in line. And um, I was like, hey, so can I sit with you at lunch? And I remember her giving me this look of like, really? She didn't want to be mean to me. I could see it in her face. She was such a kind person. But she knew that it was kind of strange. I was asking to sit with her at lunch and she knew I wasn't in her crowd. Like that was already recognized in fourth grade. And she kind of hesitated. I don't remember if she said no or just, I don't know, just super awkward about it. Didn't want to be mean. And I remember I just started crying and she immediately hugged me. was like, you can sit with me. You can sit with me. You can sit with me. And I sat with her. And after that day, she became one of my best friends. She let me sit with her and her friends. Her friends really didn't take me in as well or as easy. I guess I had to really work my way into those people. And even at times later on, I still didn't click with a lot of those people. So she became my new best friend and she gave me a chance and she accepted me and kind of took me under her wing. And to this day, I'm so thankful for her because if it wasn't for her, I don't know what would have happened. It's crazy to think like that one person truly made a difference. And I haven't even like talked to her about this, you guys. Like I, we're, we're not like not friends, but we don't keep in touch like we should. And I probably should just like call her up like, girl, do you remember this memory? Because I had to reminisce and I was on my podcast and I had to talk about it. Do you remember it? Because you made an impact. I think sometimes we need to really 
dive deep within and like that's a perfect example of something negative turning into a positive like that could have been one of the worst days ever but that one person changed my entire day in my life really she if it weren't for her I don't know if I ever would have got through the rest of elementary school and junior high I think we drifted off a little bit in junior high but then we made our way back to each other by high school because our boyfriends were best friends so in eighth grade, I made cheerleading and that kind of started my social, you know, with the guys and stuff like the basketball boys and all that, that I thought were cute and whatnot. But I remember one of these guys that I always had a crush on, like since second grade, I remember him messaging me. Do you guys remember MSN? I think it was like MSN or something like that. And we were messaging in eighth grade back and forth And I remember him like asking when I started going to school there, you guys, I was in the same school with this kid since freaking first grade. And he just realized like, hey, where did you come from? This is how invisible I was. All right. It was so embarrassing. I didn't even want to tell him. I almost just wanted to play dumb and just say I just started there like the last couple of years. But It goes to show how invisible people really can feel and really are. And even a small community. That's what's just so crazy to me. Like this kid didn't even realize I went to school with them since second grade. So life goes on, right? So we continue on into high school. And, you know, I found my way. I guess I thought I was in the end crowd, whatever. I was bullied so much as a kid, you guys, that by the time I got to like eighth grade in high school, I was like the person... I would have hated if I were to have been another kid. Like, I became the person that I hated when I was younger. Like, the one that made me feel like an outcast, I became that person. And it's so hard for me to accept that now looking back. But it goes to show the bully becomes the, or the one becoming, how do you word that? The one who's bullied becomes the bully, I think. But don't quote me. So I became this horrible person. Like I was not very nice or kind. I mean, I wasn't like, I don't think I was awful, but I definitely wasn't like welcoming to newcomers, I guess. I thought my shit didn't stink, I guess. Like, oh, I made it, you know, screw the rest of you. Um, But I also had a lot of trauma growing up and my home life was off and on, good, bad, whatever, just like anybody else. But definitely a different experience than some others. It wasn't as traditional. We'll get into that a whole nother time. But um, yeah, so I really lost myself, you guys. And then I had my first son at the age of 21 with my husband now. And we were kids raising a kid. And then I really lost myself. And then I stayed home years later, had two more kids, really lost myself even more. And now we're in this deep, dark hole of never-ending knowingness, of nothing, of who I am. That's the worst feeling I feel like anybody can have because the one thing you should be able to know is who you are in the world. If you don't know that, then what do you know? And yeah, so this basically led to my spiritual awakening. Um, As I began to like find myself and it started with like little things like what does Brooke like? What's what's my thing? Like what am I into? I'm into tarot cards. 
I'm into psychic mediums. I like ghost adventures on Travel Channel. I like stuff like that. I like all that weird, quirky stuff that maybe isn't so accepting to others. I grew up in a Christian family. We grew up going to church, praying at dinner. Um, But I was finding that like maybe that wasn't exactly how I want to believe anymore. Um, Not that it's wrong or anything. I just, I was realizing there's so much more out there that I haven't been taught. And so I kind of dove deeper into spirituality and like different types of religions and all kinds of stuff. I then realized like, I don't think I can base myself off of one religion. I don't want to say I don't believe in God. I believe in God, but I don't like to call it God because growing up traditionally, you, re- you when you pray or Christian, whatever, you refer to it as God. And so I kind of wanted to get away from that for a minute. I kind of wanted to separate myself from that. And I found the terminology source, universe. So I started looking at God more. I changed his name to source or universe when I spoke about it. When I prayed, I prayed to source, universe, relatives that have passed on, spirit guides, ancestors, stuff like that. So I had to, it started there. It changed the way I was praying. I changed the way I kind of believed about the afterlife and stuff like that and accepting that that was okay and that even though some people may not agree with it, I agree with it and that's all that matters. And when I finally was able to accept that, I can move on to the next thing. And I kind of experimented a little bit with THC and I realized that it kind of helped me expand my thoughts a little bit. I would take it at night after the kids would go to sleep just to help me kind of wind down. I used to be an alcohol drinker. I cannot drink alcohol anymore. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like my body rejecting it now, but I just don't get anything from it anymore. And so I found that socially or at night, if I needed something to calm me down, I would just have a little bit of THC and it was enough to you know make me calm, but still alert enough, not feel bad the next day. So that was kind of my thing. And accepting that socially was hard for me. Like it, I felt weird telling people like, yeah, I'm into THC or weed, whatever you want to call it. That's me, like, like it or leave it, I guess. Or, you know, and luckily there are people around me that accept me for me and they're like, that's cool, whatever, that's your thing, no judgment. By the way, it is legal here where I live. So don't judge. When I decided to go that route as far as like relaxing every so often or whatever at the end of the day, it really opened up doors in my head that I didn't even know existed, you guys. It's crazy. And during meditations, it would just like go deeper and deeper, 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 like almost like a crazy rabbit hole effect. And then I realized, holy crap, there is so much more out there I have to learn about. And so I dove deeper and I did. I went through a huge spiritual awakening and I'm going to help you guys do the same thing and just kind of bring you guys to an awareness and openness of what is really out there or what could really be out there, you know, because at the end of the day, even through a spiritual awakening, you don't even know if that's it, right? Like we don't even know what it really is. It's just, you know, Christians, you know, or other, it's faith, To me, it's just like a knowing. I guess I just know that there has to be something else out there for me to accept things that go on in this lifetime. But then I also realized that 
this entire time I've been existing, I have not even been my authentic self and how crazy that is. This past weekend, I went to a woman's circle. There was only five of us women there with this leader and she did an amazing job. And one of the first things she said before we started was, this is the only lifetime you will be you. And she looked at me and she's like, this is the only lifetime Brooke is going to be Brooke. There is not going to be another Brooke just like this ever again. You guys, it like rattled my bones, my soul, everything. And it just all clicked to me like, holy shit. I cannot just keep skating by in this lifetime being boring and traditional and just upholding this this composure and like persona that I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I go to church, I'm a Christian, I pray, my kids are perfect, like I'm this great mom, like I support my husband, like I don't know, nothing that, not that that's wrong, you guys, I'm sorry, it's not wrong to think like that, but I was being someone I wasn't. If that's who you are, be that person. If you are religious, be that person. If you are a mom and you have great kids and you want to put out to the world about how amazing it is being a mom, be that person. But in all reality, I was not the person I was showing everybody. I was showing up as someone that I thought everyone wanted me to be. And it was just like, enough is enough. (laughs) I'm 31 years old. Enough is enough. So this is me, and everyone's about to find out who this really is, and that's exciting to me, and scary, and nerve-wracking, but I'm excited, and I'm excited for more people that I even know to just be their authentic selves, and I even listened to a podcast a while back, and they even said this, and I brought this up in the women's circle after our leader approached me like that. I was like, that's crazy. You just said that, so I knew that the universe was it was like a synchronicity coming to me like, okay, I heard this before. I'm hearing it again. Like the universe really wanted me to hear this message. Um, On the podcast I listened to about a week prior to the women's circle I went to, even they said, if you believe in past lives, I do. If you don't, that's okay. They, the person that was talking on this podcast believed in past lives and they were talking about how like some people go through um, past life regressions If you don't know what that is, I'll try to do a topic on that. But it's basically just going back, if you believe in this stuff, and living multiple lives and like reliving it or seeing who you were in that past life. And sometimes it can be a healing for others and more of an awareness in this lifetime or like revisiting mistakes maybe made in a previous last time and making the same mistakes in this lifetime and correcting it. Um, And she was saying how people who have trauma or who have lost themselves, they a lot of times will go do a past life regression hoping to fix who they are or heal whatever it is that they're going through. But in all reality, yes, it can do that. But the most important thing you can remember if that's the type of healing you need is that even though you're going back into that lifetime in that moment, you still were a different person. You still were not, let's just put me for an example. If I were to go back into a past life, you know, regression and see my past self, that's still not me who I am today. The person I am today right now is not the same person I was in my past life. 
there's still just something a little bit different about me in this lifetime. Some people come back as a female, male, whatever, you know, and other little things. But this is the only time I am going to be authentically Brooke. (laughs) And it's just like this wild awareness and opening for me to finally realize after 31 years that it's okay to be me. I mean, at the end of the day, like who freaking cares, you guys? There's so many people coming up with ideas or wanting to be themselves and they don't. And then someone else will go do something similar, kind of the same and get so much credit for it. And they're like, damn it. I knew I should have done that. I came up with that idea and I didn't do it because I didn't think people would approve it you lost your chance with that, right? Or like an opportunity could be out there for you. And because you're not being your authentic self, you're never going to have that fulfillment in this lifetime. And that's so sad. It's so sad to think that there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people. There's hundreds of people in my small community in this Midwest town who are just living out this life that they think that they need to live in this persona and image to uphold just to appease others. And at the end of the day, those people don't even matter. It's wild. It is absolutely insane to me that I just had this realization and awakening to this of not caring what others think, but it goes so much deeper than that, doesn't it? And so I guess with that being said, if you are never going to be the best version of yourself, If you're never going to be your true authentic self, you are never going to live out this lifetime the way you should. You're never going to live out this lifetime with the experiences you deserve. You're going to live this lifetime missing opportunities, happiness, joys, because you're just trying to be someone that can be accepted. When really there's a group of people out there who will accept you for who you are. We're not all the same. I think we all need to understand that being weird is cool. We even said that in Women's Circle. Someone's like, what is a title that you feel like you've been given? And one of the girls in the circle was like, weird for sure. I've always been looked at as weird. We're like, weird is cool. Like weird needs to be the new cool. Be weird. Be funny. Be intelligent. Be a nerd. I mean, at the end of the day, someone else is going to think you're cool. And that's what this all boils down to. If you just be your authentic self, the people and the opportunities that you are meant to do for, you know, with true love and passion are immediately going to magnetize to you. Magnetize, I think that's a word. They're immediately going to be attracted to you. Those things are only going to attract to you a lot faster if you're your true self. If you're being someone that you're not supposed to really be, and you're not really, you're never going to attract the things you are meant to attract. And if you do, it's going to take a long freaking time because you're going to have to go through the process I'm going through, which most of us are. But I think the great thing about life right now is that the awareness and the openness and the spiritual awakening happening right now in the universe is so big that I'm fortunate to be living in this lifetime at this moment right now because I have a way to connect with others, you know, through podcasts, social media, whatever. We have the platform to do that. I think back to like even my parents, 
how hard it must have been because mental health was never really talked about the way it is now. Sexuality was not talked about the way it is now. So let's just accept each other for being our authentic selves. And tomorrow, I just want you guys to wake up and just try to find yourself in little things. It could be the music you would rather listen to. Like if you're riding in a car with someone and they're like, hey, what do you want to listen to? Don't pick a genre based on what you think they're going to like. If you want to listen to Cardi B, go listen to Cardi B. If they don't like it, okay, then you pick something. That's what I like. You ask what I want to listen to. I want to listen to Cardi B. (laughs) Seriously, it can be the littlest things, you guys. Find your little joy. Find your little thing that kind of makes you you. And take the layers off. Take those layers off and see what's down deep inside there because it's something beautiful. I love you all. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.